Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Greetings, saints, once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We bring you all greetings from the great country of South Africa, city Pretoria, where Jesus Christ is Lord, and besides him, there is none other. We thank God for each of you and pray that God is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. If you are under the sound of my voice, you are blessed. Everything may not be just as you would like it to be. There may be trials and tribulations, difficulties, hardships in your life, but if you are under the sound of my voice, that lets me to know that our Creator has given you and I one more opportunity to hear from heaven. We thank God today for the privilege. There are some who went to sleep last night who never saw this day. There are some who yesterday's sermon was the last sermon that they would ever hear. But God has given you and I an excellent opportunity this day to hear the Lord, to respond to the Lord. And if you are not saved under the sound of my voice, he's given you another opportunity to seek the Lord while he may be found. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Make Yourself. Make Yourself yourself. We thank God for everything that he has shared with us during this particular series, the importance of making ourselves as children of God do the things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God. We still have an old self to contend with, but we thank God that he has given us and empowered us with a new self to overcome all the wiles of the evil one, to overcome all the works of the flesh. Child of God, you have been empowered by the creator to succeed. You have been empowered by your creator to prosper. You have been empowered by your creator to be victorious. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, you may say, Apostle, I'm not experiencing things, these things. Well, being empowered to do a thing, and using the power to do it are two different things. There are many children of God that are living lives of failure, living lives, miserable Christian lives, not fulfilled, not satisfied, not prospering, and it goes back to one thing. One thing. Understand this, child of God. 
the same problem that unsaved individuals have is the same problem, ultimately, that you and I have. Mm-hmm. Same problem, ultimately, that unsaved individuals have is the same problem, ultimately, that you and I have. You say, Apostle, what could that be? The problem is one small letter, S-I-N, sin. You boil everything down and you look at the problem of the unsaved world, basically the problem is sin. Now, even as children of God, we have been forgiven of our sins, but at times we still commit them. And what happens when we commit sin? We end up bringing the displeasure of God. We end up bringing the chastisement of God. We end up bringing the rebuke of God. We end up missing out on certain things that God wants to give us sin. Sin. And one of the things that the Lord is flashing in my spirit immediately, children of God, is the Apostle Peter. Great man of God, great pillar and leader in the early church. His writings are still a blessing to us thousands of years later. But on one occasion in the book of Acts, chapter 10, Peter had become hungry. And he went up on the roof to pray. And while he was praying, he became hungry. Well, what God did in response to his need, in response to his desire, God let down a sheet from heaven by its four corners with all manner of beasts and creeping things and and all sorts of things for Peter to get up, kill, and eat. In fact, the Lord instructed Peter, get up, Peter, kill, and eat. Full of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Peter, pillar in the early church, great man, great tool, great instrument used by God, but on this particular occasion, he did not follow the Lord's instruction. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? He was hungry. He had a need. He had something he desired from God. God gave him the opportunity to get it or to have it. God gave him instructions as to how to get it. Peter did not follow the Lord's instructions. Saved, yes, he was. Sanctified, yes, he was. Filled with the Holy Spirit, yes, he was. But he did not follow God's instructions in this particular event. And as a result, he ended up going away from the presence of God, going away from the blessing of God, still hungry, still in the state that he desired God to change, but because of his lack of obedience, his state remained the same. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? My encouragement to you today is follow God's instruction and you will see a change in your state. Follow God's instruction, you will see a change in your marriage. Follow God's instructions, you will see changes in your, in, your, in your family. Follow God's instructions, you will see changes in your ministry. Following God's instructions, had Peter followed God's instruction and got up, killed and eat, never mind what he thought, never mind his, the former teachings he had received about what was proper for an Orthodox Jew to eat, had he followed the Lord's instruction, his need would have been met. I want to encourage you. Child of God, under the sound of my voice, when you and I follow God's instruction, our needs will be met. Make yourself, make yourself follow God's instruction. We looked at capital A in our outline, an ark. 
Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, Exodus chapter 25, verse 21. We looked at capital B in our outline. Deny yourself. You must make yourself deny yourself. Use your new self. Watch this now. To deny your old self. We looked at Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Romans chapter 7, verse uh, uh, 14. Capital C, save yourself. Save yourself. Under You out there under the sound of my voice, you have an eternal soul. Let me tell you something now so you don't get tricked by the adversary. You are an eternal being. One of the things that God said about Adam and the woman after they had eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God said, now man has become like one of us. God has become, man has become like us. You and I are eternal beings. We will never cease to exist. Now, where we will exist, you know, and the reward where we exist and all this time, all of this is still yet to be determined. But you will never cease to exist. Every human being that has ever existed, every human being that has ever lived is still existing somewhere. My encouragement to you. And my, my exhortation to you is to do all that you can that you might spend eternity in the presence of your creator and not in the lake of fire and burning sulfur, Revelation chapter 20 and 10, where the beast and the false prophet have been thrown. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Save yourself. Uh, we looked at First uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, Acts chapter 2. Verse 40, capital D, take courage. Child of God, you have to take courage. If you want to, to, to walk by faith, if you want to receive what God has for you, the good things that God has, he's calling for you and I to take courage. We cannot allow fear to hinder us, to bind us, to, to keep us back from doing and saying and having what God desires for us to have. We looked at Matthew chapter 14, verse 27, Acts chapter 23, and verse 11. And it brings us on down to capital E in our outline. And we should conclude this broad, this topic with acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. Very important tool in the life or in the hands of every child of God. For in acknowledging God and finding out God's instructions, it will cut down as we obey God and as we, we yield to his voice, we will cut down on the mistakes that we will make and we will find ourselves in the exact position, in the exact place for our blessing, for our breakthrough, for our healing, for our deliverance, for our everything that God, watch this now, has for you and I, child of God, is on the other side of God's instructions. Let me say that again. I pray you write that down in your notebook for those of you that are taking notes. Every good thing that God has in store for you and I as his children is on the other side of following his instructions. This is why it is imperative for you and I to acknowledge God, find out how God wants things done. Because until we acknowledge God, until we find out how God wants us to do a thing, how God wants us to say a thing, how God wants us to go, we are making mistakes. We are making mistakes. 
acknowledge God. We looked at Hosea chapter 3, verse 6, and it's going to bring us on down to Luke chapter 12 with a very special focus on verse 8. Luke chapter 12, verse 8. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Jesus said, I tell you that whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will acknowledge him before the angels of God. Once again, Luke chapter 12, verse 8 from the New International Version. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. Capital E in our outline, acknowledge God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you this day, Father, for another Lord's Day. We thank you, Father, for bringing us not only into a new day, but for bringing us into a new week. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as we study to show ourselves approved unto you this day, that you will bless us with your wisdom. Speak, Father, for your servants, your people, your children have gathered together to hear your words. I pray, Father, that you will use this mortal body, use this mind, use this mouth, use this tongue to speak words of edification, prophecy, unction of your Holy Spirit into the hearts and the minds of your people in the four corners of the earth. Father, I pray that your word be of such a magnitude today that lives will never remain the same again. I pray, Father, that souls will be saved today in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that souls will be encouraged, edified, uplifted, healed, delivered, set free by your word. We thank you today, Father, in advance, trusting that you are going to say something and do something in our midst that is going to cause your people to be blessed. Expand territories today, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Restore marriages, restore families today in your mighty name. And Father, uh, we pray that all that is said and done in our midst today, may your name, which is above all of the names, gain all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray. Amen and amen. Luke, chapter 12, acknowledging God. As we look, children of God, at the book of Luke, chapter 12, we see Jesus speaking before thousands. There were so many people that were coming out to hear Jesus. The Bible says that they were trampling one another. Look at verse 1. The Bible says, meanwhile... When a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another. Now, God says, Robert, you need to talk to my people for a minute about this. A few years ago, many of you all under the sound of my voice should remember 
a worker at Walmart, one of the Walmart supermarkets in the United States, was trampled to death. I think they were having some big sale, and the people were pressing against uh, the glass. And once this Walmart employee opened the door, he was trampled to death, trampled by people who were trying to get to uh, toasters, people who were trying to get to flat-screen TVs, people who were trying to get to uh, various other electronic or, or or devices that were on sale. You say, Apostle, what is the connection here? Well, just to show you, children of God, and to give you an example of how far uh, men and women have fallen in these last days, in Jesus' day, the Bible says that the people were trampling one another that they may hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. Today, men and women are trampling one another to get to a toaster, to get to a flat screen TV. You say, Apostle, what does this mean? Well, it just shows how that God's word is fulfilling itself right in front of our faces. The Bible says that in the last days, people will be lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, lovers of self, not lovers of the good. We're living in a day, children of God, and we must be very, very careful, very, very cognizant. People love money. People love themselves. See, in Jesus' day, Jesus' words were of such a magnitude and were of such an importance to hungry and thirsty souls that people were trampling one another just to hear what God said. People will trample you today for a television. People will trample you today for some for 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 a blender. The people were trampling on one another. And the Bible says that Jesus began to speak first to his disciples. And watch what Jesus says now, because this is very powerful. Jesus said, Look, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Now, throughout the Bible, you see yeast being used. Sometimes yeast is being used to express how did a little something getting into a, a, a large mass of something can, can do very well for the large mass. But most times when you see yeast in Scripture, it's, it's symbolic of uh, false teaching. It's symbolic of false doctrine. Is symbolic of error in which uh, it gets in to a mass or a group of individuals or people, and it affects the whole group. The Apostle Paul said it like this, a little yeast leavens the whole lump of dough. Jesus warned his disciples to be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. Now, what was the yeast of the Pharisees? Well, we understand that the yeast of the Pharisees had nothing to do with bread. It had nothing to do with, with, with manna. But rather, the yeast of the Pharisees, and God says the yeast of the Pharisees is alive and well today. What the yeast of the Pharisees was, children of God, it was how that men's doctrine or the doctrine of devils or, or false teachings, customs, traditions of men had slipped its way in 
and was now presenting itself as if it was the word of God. Mm -hmm. Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to obey the traditions of men. The yeast of the Pharisees was men's tradition. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me today in 2015? That means that any tradition that you cannot find support for in the word of God is right today is yeast of the Pharisees. It's men's traditions. It's, it, it's what men have, have decided would be best. It's what men, never mind what God has said. And this was the problem that Jesus ran into during his earthly ministry with the Pharisees. Jesus was about obeying God's word. The Pharisees were about, or hypocritically, obeying the traditions of the elders. And these two ran into a clash because Jesus was saying, look, this thing is about what God says. It's about doing what God says. The Pharisees were saying, uh-uh, this thing is about doing what the elders have said. It's about doing what the elders have passed down. So you had a clash between the word of God, the will of God, and the word of man and the will of man. That clash and that tradition will bear itself out through as long as man is in the earth. Jesus said, be on your guard. Jesus said, look, didn't I tell you to come out from among them and be ye separate? You say, Apostle, what does that mean? God is looking for a people that are interested in God's word and nothing else. No tradition of the elders, no, no, no uh, uh, yeast, nothing added in. God is looking for a people that are interested in his word and nothing else. We're talking about acknowledging God. Jesus said, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, watch this, which is hypocrisy. What are you saying, Apostle? What are you trying to get us to understand? Understand that any doctrine other than the word of God will end in hypocrisy. It will end in play acting. It will end in things men and women looking like and not being like. Anything, well, well you say, Apostle, why do you say that? Because anything other than God's word is false. Just keep that in mind. Anything, any, any doctrine other than God's doctrine is false doctrine. Any words other than God's word is, is lies. So it ends. So what God is showing us here is that the yeast of the Pharisees, and this is the same thing that, that happened with the Pharisees. The, the Pharisees put a lot of time and energy and effort in things looking like they were right, but they didn't put a lot of time and energy and effort in things being right. I encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, it's better to be right than to look right. Let me say that again. Write that down. Huh? Huh? It's better to what? Huh? Be right than to look right. Jesus said, beware, beware, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. Now, Jesus said, look, there is nothing concealed or hidden that will not be disclosed or made known. What I have said to you in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in what I what and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roof. Well, what is God showing us here? God's showing us here that there's no secrets. Keep this in mind, children of God. And this is this is why it is best for us as children of God to just uh, um, to be open and to be free. There's no secrets. Whatever is hidden 
It's going to be made done, made known. Whatever's done in the dark, it's going to come to the light. There's nothing that God does not see. There's nothing that God does not know. Now, here's the thing. There are things that men don't see, and there are things that, that, that men don't know. But there's nothing that God does not see. David said something that was very profound. You know, and the Lord had, had, had woke me up early today and began dealing with me about the similarities and the differences between Saul, who was the first king of the nation of Israel, and David, who was the second king or his replacement. And God began showing me in Scripture that these two men had a number of similarities, but these men, these two men also had a number of differences. And the differences between them two uh, ended up taking them in very, very different directions uh, before God and before man. David, you know, they, they, they both made mistakes. You know, they both angered God. They both found themselves in tight situations. They were both mighty warriors. They both started with humble beginnings. But ultimately, what ended up, one of the main differences between the two of these men, and I may have to, to preach on this a little bit later on, but ultimately, the, the, the main difference between these two men, God began to reveal to me this morning, was that when Saul found himself in a difficult or a tight situation, he would try to rely on himself, on what he thought, what he felt. And it always ended up getting him in trouble with God, whereas David, on the other hand, when David found himself in a tight spot or a difficult situation or a pressurized situation, David would rely on the Lord. And that, what seems to be a very uh, small difference, because, again, these men had many, many similarities, but that one difference in their character uh, took them in very, very different directions. You say, Apostle, what does it mean to me? What, what, are you, what are you saying to me this morning? I encourage you under the sound of my voice, when you find yourself in tight situations, not just tight situations, but we're using this as an example, get in the habit of relying on God. What are we talking about here? What, 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 is, what is capital E in our outline? Acknowledge God. David would acknowledge God. David, when situations got real crazy looking and real, real bad, David would acknowledge God. Saul would try to do what he thought was best. And some of you all under the sound of my voice, you get in tight situations, you want to do what you think is best. You want to do what you feel is right. God wants you and I to get in the habit of acknowledging him in all of our ways, and he will direct our path. David would acknowledge God. David would tell the priest, bring me the ephod. The ephod was symbolic of, of the presence of God traveling about. David said, bring me the ephod. And David would inquire of the Lord. And God would give David good and sound instructions every time. God will give you and I good and sound instructions every time. So we see here, children of God, so many things that... We need to understand about acknowledging God. Jesus told his disciples in verse 4, very, very powerful, very, very powerful. Well, Jesus said, look, I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but after that can do no more. Now, this is a command, whether, whether, whether you, you realize it. Jesus is commanding 
his disciples. He's commanding us as his people, as his children, to not be afraid of those who kill the body. You say, Apostle, what, what does that mean? That means anybody that all they can do is kill the body, God said, don't be afraid of them. That means the devil, at best or at worst, whichever way you want to look at it, all the devil can do to us is kill the body. That's if God allows. Armed robbers, violent men, violent people, at best, all they can do is kill the body. Jesus said don't be afraid of them. You read in scriptures many, many things about our Lord and Savior. You read how Jesus wept. You read how Jesus was troubled. You read how, but one thing you will never read, child of God, you will never read Jesus was afraid. You read where Jesus stayed away from Jerusalem because the Jews there wanted to take his life. You read where, where Jesus did all, but he wasn't. You never read where Jesus was afraid. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. Quit being so afraid. You, as a child of God, you have been empowered to overcome the spirit of fear. Stop letting the spirit of fear bind you. Stop letting the spirit of fear hinder you. Get in the habit of that which you know that you are afraid of. Under the unction and the instruction of God, get in the habit of doing that very thing. Get in the habit of going that very place. Again, under the unction and the instruction of God, Overcome that spirit of fear, and you will be blessed, my brother and my sister, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that, can do no more. But Jesus said, I'll show you whom to fear. Fear him who, after killing the body, has power to throw you into hell. Because Jesus said, look, the only one you need to be afraid of is God. Only one you need to be, you, you, when it, listen, listen, the devil, demon, wicked men, wicked men, all that stuff. But Jesus, look, forget all that stuff. You better have a reverent, respectful, proper fear of God. Jesus, look, can't none of the rest of them throw you into hell. Devil can't throw you into hell. God said, Robert, the devil can't even keep his own self out of hell. How is he going to keep you out? Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you may be Satan worshipers or whatever. It's the craziest thing ever. You, you are involved in the craziest thing ever out there if you're a Satan worshiper. You following an entity and worshiping an entity that can't even keep his own self out of here. It's insanity. Fear God. Fear God. See, Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. As you walk in the fear, the reverence, the respect of God, you will find yourself walking in the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding of God. Jesus said, that's who you fear. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are numbered. Watch this. Don't be afraid. This is a command. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Anytime you look up and you are afraid of anything or anybody other than God, understand that you are disobeying God. Let me say that again. Some of you all out there, you, you, you may need to hear that very clearly. Anytime you look up, child of God, and you are afraid of anything or anybody other than God, you have disobeyed God. Fear of anything 
or anybody other than God is sin. Oh, some of you looking at me kind of funny. I can I can see you in the spirit. You can't hide fear of anything or anybody other than God is sin. Mm, mm, mm. Somebody didn't know that. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So let us work on overcome. See, see, see. You know, acknowledging God. Now that's what we're talking about. We're talking about acknowledging. God. God will be the first one to tell you, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of him. Don't be afraid of her. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Oftentimes, Jesus would would have to rebuke his disciples because they would get afraid. They'd be afraid of something. They'd be be afraid to go somewhere. They'd be afraid. They'd be afraid. They'd be afraid. And some of us uh, find ourselves in the same circumstance. So, Acknowledging God will help to bring you and I out from underneath the the torment. See, fear hath torment. And that's what demons like to do. They like to torment individuals. Now, they are, watch this now, because demons are tormented entities, and it's an amazing thing because oftentimes if you ever find people that are in torment, a lot of times they like to torment others. Demons are tormented individuals. Demons are entities that have lost their favorable place with God. They have lost their favorable status. They are fallen angels, fallen angels that are now uh, condemned to darkness going about in this darkness, doing uh, the will and the works of the one they chose to follow, which was Satan. They're tormented. And what they want to do, and they they want to torment you, and they want to torment me. But Christ says that he came that you and I might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Well, what does this mean? What Christ wants to do, he wants to set the captives free. Those who have been in bondage by demonic spirits, in bondage by rulers, authorities, powers of this world, in bondage by uh, spiritual wickedness in high places, Jesus won't break all of that up. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you don't even know why you're feeling so bad. Now, for many of us over here as children of God, sometimes we don't even know why we're feeling so good. But many of you all out there under the sound of my voice that are unsaved, you don't even know why you're feeling so bad. It be demons tormenting you, demons that be talking all in your mind, and you be listening at that nonsense. Instead of getting yourself somewhere up under some sound doctrine, instead of getting yourself somewhere up under the apostles' doctrine, you sit down and listen to demons. You sit down and watch a bunch of TV, a bunch of lies, and a bunch of nonsense, and then you wonder why you're not feeling good in your innermost man. You have listened to the nonsense. What are we talking about? We're talking about acknowledging God. You have listened to the nonsense of the adversary and his children. And so now, you know, every decision and every choice we make in life, there are byproducts. Byproducts. 
when you choose to listen to the words of God, when you choose to listen to the Spirit of God, Jesus said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. What happens, the Word of God begins to affect and infect every part of your innermost being. God's Word will begin working all in your spirit. God's Word will be working all in your soul. God's Word will begin working all in your body, bringing health and healing to the whole man. Mm, some of you didn't know that. God's word is working on us. Whether God said, look, whether you recognize it or not, God said, look, just take by faith that my word is working on you. My word, God says, is doing things in you that you can't fathom. God says, my word is doing things to you that you can't imagine. God says, my word is bringing healing. My word is bringing nourishment. My word is bringing restoration. My word is, my word is bringing life. Say, Apostle, what you got now? You will never go wrong with more of God's word. Let me say this. Let me say, man, you watch too much TV. You can play too many video games. You can spend too much time listening to social media or at the cinema, all, all kind of stuff that we like to do. But you will never spend too much time meditating on God's word. You will never spend too much time soaking in the word of God. Our problems come when we don't soak in enough, when we don't meditate enough, when we don't speak enough of God's word, when we don't do enough. That's where the problems come in. Verse 8, Jesus said, I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, acknowledges me. And I went and I looked up acknowledge to admit the truth or the existence of. Jesus said, whoever acknowledges me before men. And, you know, when, I, when the Lord first gave me this subtopic, I started immediately thinking of checking with God before we do a certain thing or before we say a thing or before we go a place. I, I was thinking along that line. The Lord said, Robert, there's another way that you can acknowledge me. When you, when you acknowledge my reality before me, God says you're acknowledging me. Now, stay with me, saints. Now, this is going to bless somebody. When you're on the job and you let the people on your wicked workplace know that you are a child of God, that you are a Christian, you are acknowledging the Lord. When you stand boldly in this wicked and perverse and corrupt generation and proclaim the truth of the true and living God, you are acknowledging God. God said there are different ways you can acknowledge me. Now, we want to acknowledge God before men. Why? Well, first of all, because he said so. But secondly, God says there's a more important reason why you need to acknowledge me before men. Look at what the Bible says, Luke chapter 12, verse 8. Whoever acknowledges me before men, watch this, the Son of Man will acknowledge him before the angels of God. See, that's what I want, children of God. See, some of you all out under the sound of my voice, you want to be as quiet as you possibly can about your relationship with Christ, but yet you want Christ on judgment to acknowledge with sounding trumpets you before God. God said it doesn't work like that. 
God, the same way you going to, let me tell you something on the sound of my voice. You're going to want Christ to acknowledge you before God on judgment. I guarantee it. You are not going to want to stand before the creator of everything whose eyes are like blazing fire, who, 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 and, and, and he not, and he has to tell you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, into the place prepared for the devil and his angel. You're not going to want to hear that. I guarantee to you. You say, Apostle, what, what are we going to hear? You're going to want to hear Jesus speak on your behalf when the, when the final destination of your soul for all eternity is on the line. And the only one that can say something positive on your behalf to keep you out of the lake of firing, burning sofa is going to be Jesus Christ. Mama can't say nothing for you. Daddy can't say nothing for you. Pastor can't speak up for you. Apostle can't help you out. When the only one who can speak up on your behalf and keep your eternal soul out of the lake of fire and burning sulfur is Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the anointed one, Jesus the only begotten son of God. You're going to want him to speak. You're going to want him to speak. God said, Robert, tell my people they're going to want Jesus to speak. Because God said that if Jesus don't speak up for you, God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you to hell with the quickness. Jesus, I'm going to send you to hell real, real fast unless Jesus speaks for you. I might have to preach that, children of God. I don't know. That, that, that's coming up. We might have to preach. Jesus, speak for us. Jesus. Well, you say, Apostle. All right, we got that. Okay, you, 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 have, you have made this thing very, very plain that we're going to want Jesus to speak for us. Well, then what do we need to do? Well, what you need to do, child of God, and what I need to do is speak and live for Jesus in the earth. You want Jesus to speak for you in heaven, then you speak and live for Jesus in the earth. The same way you're going to want Jesus to speak up on your behalf, Jesus wants you now under the sound of my voice, to speak up on, on his behalf. Let the world know who the Savior of the world is. Let the world know who shed his precious blood on Calvary that you and I might have a right to eternal life. Let the world know. Jesus said, if any man is ashamed to acknowledge me in this wicked and adulterous generation, Jesus said, I'll be ashamed to acknowledge him before the Father. Let the world know in un no uncertain terms that I'm on Christ. I, I ain't got time to play with you. I ain't got time for your foolishness. I ain't got time with your customs of men and the traditions of men. I'm with Christ. When you take that stand, my brother and my sister, Christ will speak on your behalf before the Father. When you acknowledge Christ before men, Christ will acknowledge you before God. And it's a beautiful thing. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And just as beautiful as it's going to be for individuals who Christ acknowledges before God, it's going to be just that terrible and just that painful for individuals who Christ does not acknowledge. See, you don't want to acknowledge Christ in your generation. You don't want to live for Christ. You don't want nothing to do with the things of God. Then there's going to come a time when the same God is not going to want nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of folk can see what others do to them, but they can't see what they do to others. See, you, you want Christ. You want Christ to support you, but you don't want to support Christ. How, how, how that going to work? How, how that look like? What, what kind of foolishness is that? 
If you won't listen, listen, the Bible lets us know to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. If you want Christ to speak up on your behalf and to acknowledge you, then you need to be speaking up on his behalf and acknowledging him. Talking about acknowledging God. Whoever, Jesus said, acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. Watch this. But he who disowns me before men will be disowned before the angels of God. Which way you want to stand? Which which way you want to stand on judgment? You want to acknowledge God here, acknowledge Christ here, and have him acknowledge you before God and before the angels? Or you want to, some of you, keep on disowning God? Acting like you don't you don't know the Lord, acting like you don't want nothing to do with the Lord, acting like well, understand that you sowing seeds. Them seeds gonna come back. Let us acknowledge God. You know. You say to me under the sound of my voice, you say, Well, Apostle, I, I don't know the Lord. Well, the Bible has made it very simple for you to get to know him. The Bible lets us know in Romans chapter ten, verses nine and ten, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. I guess look look, uh, Father. I accept that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, tell God, Father, I believe you raised, that Jesus lived, bled, and died as a substitute for my sin. Tell God, Father, I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. Save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me into a new creature, Father. Save my eternal soul that I might spend eternity with you and the angel. Bible says and lets us to know that it's a very simple method to be saved. See, that, that one confession, that one belief, sincere belief and confession from your mouth and in your heart will take you from darkness and into the marvelous light. It will take you from being an enemy of God to being a child of God. It will take you from on your way to hell to on your way to be with the Lord for eternity. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. Live for God. Work for God. And I guarantee you under the sound of my voice, you will not be disappointed in what God has in store for you. May God bless you, children of God, and may heaven continue to smile on you. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today, Father, for being who you are, doing what you do, saying what you say. I thank you, Father, for the saints that you have unctioned to support this ministry that you have given to me. May you continue to bless them, Father. May you continue to support them just as they have supported the hands of your manservant, Father. I pray you continue to support them. You continue to uplift them, encourage them, continue to to bless them, Father. We thank you, Father, for your spirit, your presence, your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. You have given us this day, Father, our daily bread. Pray, Father, that as we have digested your word 
in our spirits and in our souls. May it bring health and healing to our bodies in the name of Jesus. May it bring health and healing to our nations, to our marriages, to our ministries. May it bring health and healing, Father, to your people, that your name, which is above all other names, may be glorified, exalted, and praised. Father, we trust that as we are touching and agreeing, asking these things in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, that you are going to do them for us in his most precious name. And we ask these and all of the blessings in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, let God's people say amen, amen, amen. Children of God, uh, we again uh, thank each of you for your support. We thank you for your prayers. We thank you for uh, tuning in and hearing what the Spirit of God has to say to the church in these last and evil days. We pray that you have been uh, blessed by uh, God's word today. Uh, As you all know, many of you know that I'm on missionary tour in South Africa, and uh, we're bringing the broadcast once a day while I'm here as we have to pay for every minute that we uh, proclaim God's word. We thank God for those of you under the sound of my voice that are supporting the ministry financially as you are helping to uh, to pay for the broadcast to continue to go on while I'm in various countries and various nations. Uh, you under the sound of my voice, if you uh, desire to be a blessing to this ministry, uh, you can go on our church website or our talk show homepage and just let the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, lead you uh, as to what uh, you can do. And it will be greatly appreciated uh, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. The Lord willing, we will see you all tomorrow uh, with a new series and a new topic. Uh, I'm looking forward to what God has to share with us, uh, as God has always got something to say to us as his little children. He's always got something to say. The challenge, child of God, is for you and I to listen. I encourage you to listen. I encourage you to make yourself listen to the word of God. And you will begin, as you allow God's word to do what it is meant to do, you will see God's word bringing about a healing and a restoration. You'll see God's word uh, clearing up questions that you may have. You'll see God's word uh, making everything visible. You'll understand why ISIL is is uh, causing problems in the Middle East. You'll, you'll, you'll see so many things will become clear because God's word is light, and light makes everything visible. Now, you walk into your bedroom late at night, and it's dark. You don't know what you're bumping into. You're hitting your leg on all sorts of things. you stepping on things. You're tripping over things. But when you turn the light on, Oh, now it's clear that that was the corner of the bed that I hit my leg on. Oh, it's clear that that was a picture on the wall that I bumped my elbow on. Everything becomes visible when we uh, walk in the light. God wants you and I to walk in the light, the light of his word, the light of his spirit, the light of his presence and his power. And as we do such, we will be blessed in Jesus' name we pray. God bless you, saints. And may heaven continue to smile on each of you. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.